Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. If uh, you were with us on uh, Monday, you know what we were talking about. If not, listen fast. Go to 2 Corinthians, the fourth chapter, please. 2 Corinthians, chapter 4. We talked about the spirit of faith. And I'd like to go further into this. I believe this is our, our part. In uh, 2 Corinthians 4 and 8. Actually, if you'd look, uh, we won't do it right now, but if you look in the first chapter of 2 Corinthians, he describes, Paul describes by the spirits giving him utterance and anointing him, probably one of the toughest times in his life. He said, we were pressed beyond measure and, were de- and despaired of life. Now, is Paul a faith man? But he was pushed and, and he was pressed in those set of circumstances to where he didn't know he was going to make it out of it alive physically. Or I guess in other ways too, just despaired of life. But he said... That he, in fact, go, go read it. You need to read it. Second Corinthians, first chapter. Second Corinthians. Sure, I'm glad you made it back from lunch. <laughs> Some folks don't, you know that. <laughs> Second Corinthians 1. He said, Blessed be God, even the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercies and the God of all comfort. He said, verse 8, We would not, brethren, have you ignorant of our trouble which came to us in Asia, that we were pressed out of measure above strength, insomuch that we despaired even of life. Walking by faith does not assure you won't be challenged. Or that you won't be pressed. Or you won't be pushed. That you won't be tempted. Faith does not prevent all of that. Faith is your response to all of that. Oh, can you say amen? amen? He said, but we have the sentence of death in ourselves. That we should not trust in ourselves. But in God which raises the dead. The answer of death in yourself. Paul talks about this when he talked about, uh, he get, the Spirit of God gave us the phrase to him, my grace is sufficient for you. He, and all of us have to learn it the same way, in this situation where he was pushed beyond where he'd been pushed before, the thing he learned was to stop relying on himself. <laughs> Come on, are you with me? Yes. He, he, he got to the place where he could not do anything with this. He, he didn't know if he could go any further. And the thing he learned, oh, come on, are you reading? Was the sentence of death in himself that we should not trust in ourselves. Now, you may think you know that, but you don't know it. Like you can know it. For the first several years of my life in ministry, I did not know it. That you could be pushed to the place where you could could feel like you were going to break. And that you didn't know what to do. But you can. Anybody can be pushed to the place where their head just goes tilt. And where they, you, you, don't, you don't think you can put one foot in front of the other. And the way to get through that and overcome that is to stop depending on yourself. Admit, I can't do this. If it's up to me, I can't go beyond this. It's not about just being strong. It's about being strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. 
Come on, are you with me? He said, and what happened as a result of this? He delivered us from so great a death, and he does deliver us in whom we trust. He will yet deliver us. He got us through it. He's getting us through it right now. No matter what comes up tomorrow, he will get us through it. But we know who did it. It wasn't us. Said out loud, I don't depend on myself. I depend on him. See, being a faith person doesn't make you independent. It can make you independent of man. But you are completely dependent on him. Remember what Jesus said? I can of my own self do nothing. Is that true or not? See, there's a whole lot of folks think Jesus went around just doing all kind of stuff because with the power that he had. And if you get enough power, you can go around and and clean out the hospitals and you can do anything, you know, if you just had enough faith and power. No, you can't. He didn't. Paul didn't. You won't. You can't do anything except in dependency upon him. You can do what he shows you to do. And say what he gives you to say, and he does the works. Come on, sit out loud. The Father in me, he does the works. I depend on him, not on me. Is that important? It's very important. In the fourth chapter, 2 Corinthians 4. In verse 8, verse 13 rather, he said, We having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Now this goes with the previous verses. He just described the spirit of faith back up in verse 8. Verse 8 says, We are troubled. On every side. Now do you see why I went back and read the first chapter. So now you know what he's talking about. Troubled on every side. And that word troubled means to be pressed. Pushed. Squeezed. On every side. Faith does not assure. Living by faith. Walking by faith. Does not assure that no pressure will come against you. It will. But no matter what pressure or trouble on every side, yet not distressed. You can't control what comes against you. But you can control what gets in you. Trouble all around is not the same as trouble in your mind. Trouble on your heart. Oh, can you see the difference here? Troubled, yet not distressed. We are perplexed. And we talked about what that means. Perplexed means to be at a loss, to see and have no way out. Like we said, it's like the cartoon character That's got the big question mark. When you're perplexed, you're going, huh? What? What's going on? Why did this happen? How did this get this way? What's going on? And many people are defeated right there. Because the enemy holds them in the realm of reason. And they're continually trying to figure out why and how and what's going on. Delaying believing until they understand, which is unbelief. You do have to know about something to believe it. You don't have to understand it to believe it. In fact, that's a big part of what faith is. Not understanding and yet believing is just a choice. Perplexed, but what? Not in despair or 
Despondent is another word for that. Faith doesn't get down. (laughs) I'm letting that settle in just a little bit. (laughs) Persecuted. Hmm? But what? Not forsaken. Cast down. But not destroyed. You you can't control everything that comes against you. But you are in complete control of what gets in you. Trouble on every side. But what did he say? The anguish, the distress didn't get in me. Perplexed at a loss. But the despair and despondency didn't get in me. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. A holy temple. And nothing and no one can get in the temple without you allow their access. It may be all around you. It may be all over you. It might be in your face. It might be up against you. But it never has to get in you. Glory to God. Y'all stirred up about this? Look in the book of John. John the 14th chapter. Oh, hallelujah. Makes me want to sing. <laughs> Did you know that scripture? Huh? Is any afflicted? Let him call a hotline. Let him turn in a prayer request. No, let him pray. You know, you should wash your own clothes. Cut your own grass. Or at least take care of it yourself and and do your own praying. Don't don't rely on other people. Would you pray for me? Well, why can't you pray for yourself? There may be some things we, we should join in with you and things that pertain to more than us and ministries, but just your personal stuff, you shouldn't go around asking people to pray about that all the time. Do your own praying. Are you afflicted? Let him Pray. Are you married? What the scriptures say? Let him sing songs. Get married? What do you do? Don't close up and go, hmm. You don't say, I'm married. Sing. Sing for me. No. Do your own singing. Well, I'm not a singer. Everybody can sing. Not everybody should record. But everybody. Everybody (laughs) can sing. And when you break out in song, it takes you up. You actually step over into prophecy. That's not about predicting the future. It's just inspired utterance. Can you say amen or I'll, I'll think about John 14, are you there? The words of the master, 14.1. What did he say? Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. Skip down to the 27th verse of the same chapter. Jesus said, peace. He was talking about the Holy Spirit. And he said, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you, not as the world gives, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled. Same thing as he said. Neither let it be afraid. Should we take these words seriously? Notice what he did not say. Try. Try not to get upset. Try to keep it together. See if you can. A lot of modern translations 
have the word try in it of things the Lord said to do. These are bad translations, that, that part of it. I'm not saying the whole translation is bad, but that part of it's a bad translation because the Lord never told you to try anything. Try would indicate either you might or might not be able to do it or he might or might not know if you could. Neither one of those is true. The Lord never told you to try anything or to see if you could do it. If trouble is in us, How did it get there? Are you looking at the scripture? What did Jesus say? Let not your heart be troubled. Who's understood subject there? You are not to let or allow your heart to be troubled. Neither let it. In other words, and you are also not to let or allow your heart to be afraid. Jesus rebuked his disciples for fearing and unbelieving. Didn't he? And he'd question them. Why did you doubt? Many have have believed that it's beyond your control. That everybody's going to doubt some. And everybody's going to fear some. We're just human. I'm just a man. No, you're not just a man if you've been born again. You're a new creation and made in the likeness and image of the master. And it's possible for us to walk as he did. And he did not yield to fear. And he did not yield to unbelief. It's a choice. I said it's a choice. If your heart's troubled and upset and bothered and frustrated and vexed, How did it get that way? You can't blame it on the devil. You can't blame it on other people. Come on, are you listening? All he can do, all they can do is come at you from the outside. Is that right? That's all they can do. And I didn't say it was nice. I didn't say it was easy. But the devil cannot put fear in you. He can't. I don't know if you heard that or not. The devil cannot trouble your heart. And nothing he can do can force you to fear nor be troubled. The only way your and my heart is troubled is if we let it get that way. The only way we get in fear is we let our heart fear. We received it. We let it in, whether we realized what we were doing or not, we let it in. And the Bible says, give no place, neither give place to the enemy. It is possible. Did you you read about the spirit of faith? Troubled on every side, perplexed, cast down, persecuted. It's possible for things to just be coming off the rails all around you. But inside you is the peace of God that passes understanding. (laughs) And if you'll keep your mind stayed on him, he will keep you in perfect peace. And to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. We are supposed to be so tranquil. We are supposed to be at rest. Hmm? And if all it takes is a flat tire to steal all your joy and disrupt your peace, you're not doing too good. If all it takes is an unexpected bill for you to lose all your peace and joy, it's because you have allowed yourself to be trained To when anything comes against you, just let it in. Just let it in. (laughs) Phyllis and I saw something on. Phyllis, my beautiful wife, would you please stand? God has blessed Keith. (laughs) See it next to the Holy Spirit. (laughs) Whoo. 
She is my helper and a wonderful minister, hallelujah, of the word. Thank you, Lord. We were, uh, we saw something about this new thing, the rage that's going on. Maybe you saw it on the, on the news uh, of, of people uh, going into a rage room and beating stuff up and tearing the room up. And they, they were talking about, you know, that that helped them, you know, uh, vent it and... and, and, and <laughs> And you're, sometimes you'll see people that's all upset and people will say, oh, honey, just get it out. Just just get it out. And so they, they're encouraging them, heave and, and cry and, and vent. Just vent and get it out. But that's not getting it out. Getting it out. That's letting it in. You're, you're yielding to it. And in yielding to it, you're letting it in. If you're tempted to cuss and shout and pitch a fit, the more you cuss and shout, it ain't going to help you. It's going to get worse. You need to resist it and not cuss at all. And not hit anything with a bat. And not tell anybody off and cast the thought down and rebuke the feelings and give it no place. Venting, letting it out, as people call it, is actually letting it in. And actually, you you yield to that kind of stuff, you can get a spirit. I mean, you cuss and pitch a fit and tear up stuff. You can yield to a spirit. Remember, Ephesians talked about where it said, neither give place to the devil. In that same passage, it talked about not being angry. Yielding to anger and rage is yielding to the devil. No. God is not rage. He's peace. He's not destruction. He's life. He's not depression. He's joy. And I can't control everything that's going on around me, but I am in complete control. In the name of Jesus. And by the greater one inside me. Of what gets in me. You know who's in me? What's in me? Christ. The hope of glory is in me. Resurrection life is in me. The peace that passes understanding. The joy which is my strength. That's what's in me wall to wall. (laughs) We live in a loud, rude, crude world. Huh, don't we? And all you got to do to be conformed to it is just act on what you feel and repeat what you hear and, and see. But we're not to be conformed to this world. We're to be transformed by the renewing, and you could include it in that as controlling of your mind. That's what we're talking about Monday. He said, how how do you fight this spiritual warfare? Casting down imaginations. Huh? And every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of Christ and God. Bringing into captivity every thought. We said, slap it down. Slap it. Come on, show me how you do. (laughs) This is where you can yield to some of that. Not slapping people down. Thought comes to me. Oh, you better, you better get upset. You better get upset. What are you going to do? What are you going to do? Where are you going to get the money from? You say, what? What did you say? What did you <laughs> Slap it down. Slap it down. And, and, and say this. All of my needs are met. I'll, I'll have more than enough. We won't lack. We won't want for any good thing. Is that right? And if you meditate on that, you're thinking about what he said. You're keeping your mind stayed on him. Peace stays on you. 
But if you get into that, what are we going to do? 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 If you listen to the enemy, he will send, he will assign an imp to you to feed that to your head 24-7. What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do about that? What are you going to do? 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 And, if, and you can tell people have been listening to that because you listen to it very long, they'll open up their mouth and what will they say? What am, I, what am I going to do? I don't know what I'm going to do. What did they do? They have let fear in. They have let trouble in. And it's entirely their fault. Most people don't know that you don't have to. But you know. Oh, that was weak. I, I said, you know that you never have to let fear in your heart You don't have to let your heart be even upset or troubled or vexed or frustrated. You don't have to. What good is it going to do you? Go to Psalms, please. Psalm 103. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Good things are going on. I'm confident some folks in this room are going to stop yielding. They're going to stop yielding to anger and being upset. If you let him, the devil will have you upset about something all the time. And keep you putting off being happy. Well, we're working on this right now. And as soon as we get this building project done, and you know, and I can relax and enjoy myself a little bit. No, you won't. No, maybe for an afternoon. But there'll be something else. There'll be something else to be upset about, to be fretting about, to be worrying. You should be able to rest right now. Before you see the money, before the symptoms change, before you know what to do, come on, are you rest right now? Rest right now. Right now, somebody say, I am resting. I cast all my care over on the Lord, and I am resting right now. That is faith. That's faith. Faith is trust. And trust rests. And full persuasion completely rests. If you're fully persuaded, you're resting completely. You're leaning. On the everlasting arms, you... He's got me. Man, I, I found the, the more I walk with him, the more I learn about this, the less I get upset about anything. Now, people that don't understand faith, they won't understand you. Because they think if you care, you worry. And if you don't worry, you're not even worried about your own family. Not even worried about your own bills. That's just a sorry individual. (laughs) Don't care. Don't care. No. No. Not that you don't care. You don't take care. All right. But you'll you'll be odd to people. (laughs) If If you do this. Psalm 42. Psalm 42, 5. He says, the psalmist said, Why? Are you cast down? That word cast down means to sink down or to depress. Be depressed. We'd, we'd probably say it like this. Why are you depressed? Oh, my soul. And why are you disquieted? 
That also means to groan or to moan. Depressed, moaning, groaning. Hmm? That can be as simple as a sigh. <sighs> Lord, y'all pray for us. <laughs> Why? We need it. You need to do your own prayer. And no matter what we pray, if you decide to let fear in, fear is going to be in you. I can't control the gateway to your spirit and soul. Only you can. Y'all with me? And if the enemy can get you to do that, then you're carrying care. You're not, and the reason that you're not in peace is because not trusting. We've all been there. But let's grow up. Do you need to talk to yourself sometime? Huh? And if you if you realize that you've been yielding to something you shouldn't be, you need to go, hey, hey, Keith. What are you doing? Why are you down? You're not supposed to be down. Ever. Ever. No more down days. Well, you know, we all go through hard times. Hard times. Everybody, everybody, everybody. Everybody has to deal with things, but no one, no believer has to get full of depression ever. And if you want your situation to turn out right, you must not. Let yourself do it. Up. Every day. Joy. Every day. Peace. Every day. What if you die? Honey, you're going to die. The Lord tarries is coming. It's not much longer. You and your dog and your cat and your goldfish. And you need to be ready to die right now. Right now. You need to be ready to go. Right now. And, and being ready to go, you're also now ready to live. Without fear. Because fear of death keeps you in bondage. You're always playing it too safe. Won't do this. Can't do that. Can't go here. Can't go there. Why? Might have a wreck, might eat something bad, might stump my toe and fall on the sidewalk, might, might, might <laughs> dread, fear. Is anybody ready to go? You need to be ready to go right now. To depart and be with Christ is far better than being here. That's something for Christians to dread. You slip out of your body. Your body quits breathing. It falls on the ground. You slip out. And you go, whoa, I feel good. <laughs> and you look at that old body and you go, man, good riddance. I didn't know I looked that old. <laughs> I'm ready to be out of here. Not something to dread at all. Why are you cast down? Why are you disquieted within me? Why are you cast down, my soul? He says it again. Now notice the solution. What do you do if you've let yourself get troubled, get upset, get depressed? Come on, read, read the verse. Why are you cast down, oh, my soul? Why are you disquieted in me? What do you do? What do you do? Hope thou in God. Now hope is confident expectation anticipation of good and hope Bible hope doesn't precede faith Bible hope is the product of faith now I know in our vernacular sometimes people say do you believe this or that will happen people say I sure hope so they're not talking about Bible hope they mean I wish it would be I want it to be. They're talking about desire. Got nothing to do with Bible hope. Tell me what faith is. Faith is the substance. Of what? 
That, that word means also the foundation of things hoped for. Faith is confidence and trust and persuasion. And based on the foundation of that persuasion, you have hope. Which is confident expectation. I'm persuaded of something and that makes me expect something. I'm expecting to see and feel something. To experience something. Because of what I believe. That hope will help you get out of that disquietness. Hope thou in God for I shall yet what? Praise him. What do you do instead of worry? Hmm? Instead of think about what might go wrong. Well, what if, what if the money doesn't come? What if, you you, got to grab that. Come on, I already told you what to do with that. What if the money doesn't come? That's a thought exalting itself against God meets all your needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. What do you do? Come on, help me out. What do you do? It, It might not. Money might not come. It might not come. You say, what? What? What'd you say? What, what'd you say? That's <laughs> like saying, what if God's not real? What if God can't do it? What if God's not faithful? What there is no possibility of God being unfaithful. It's impossible for God to lie. Impossible. If it's impossible, why should I consider such a thing? I shouldn't even consider it. We already talked about what Adam and Eve should have done. When the enemy said, no, you you won't really die. What should they have said? What? What you (laughs) said? Because this is contradicting, it's exalting itself against the knowledge of what God said and basically calling God a liar. And it is impossible for God to lie. <laughs> uh, Brother Kenneth Hagin Sr., my father in the faith who's in heaven now, he describes an experience he had with the Lord. And I, some of, a lot of you have heard it, but I want to. Uh, say it again it it came to me strong when I was thinking about these things in the early days of his ministry he said the Lord appeared to him and talked to him about ministry and one of the things he talked to him about was about ministering to the sick and one of the things involved in ministering to the sick he talked about spirits that were associated with sicknesses now not, not every sickness is because of a spirit But some are. Anybody remember Luke 13, the woman that had the spirit of infirmity? Now, they don't necessarily have to be discerned or certain language to cast out. Jesus just said, you are loosed. Is that right? And that thing was gone. But there is no pattern you follow legalistically. You need to be led by the spirit. Every situation, every case. But the Lord showed him, told him, in ministering to people, if a certain thing happened, that was a spirit causing that, and for him to command it to leave in his name, and it would. Well, not too many weeks after that, he's ministering to the sick in a church. And he got to a certain man, that, and this is interesting because he was bent over, just like that woman in Luke 13. He was literally couldn't straighten up. His, his spine had frozen in that position. And when he went to minister to him, the thing the Lord showed him about happened. And he knew it's a spirit there involved with this. So he said, I command you to leave in the name of Jesus. And then he told the man, he said, now now see if you can straighten up. And he said, the man moved and couldn't do anything. He said, huh. So he went to minister to him again and He said, uh, I said, in the name of Jesus, leave this man. Man, be loosed. Then he said, "Uh, uh, try, see if you can straighten up. said, the man, nothing. He did it another time. Same thing. No results. 
He said, you know, okay. So the man, they, they let him go on. He's, he's stuck like this. And so he went on ministering to the other people. And he said, to, for some reason, he, he, he stood up and looked over. He said, there was the master standing right there. <laughs> he said, uh, the master looked at him and said, I said, command the evil spirit or spirits to come out in my name, and he will. He said, Lord, I know that. I know you said that. It hadn't been that long ago. And I told him to come out, but he didn't. He said, the Lord looked at him and said, I said, command him to come out in my name. And the spirit or spirits will leave. They'll go. He said, I know, Lord, I, it hadn't been but just a few weeks. And, and it's just as real to me as if it happened last night. And I did tell him to go, but he didn't go. He said, he said it looked like little lightning things across the master's eyes. <laughs> he said, I, he said I, I may have an idea of what he looked like when he drove those money changers out of the temple. He said, he said he looked at me. He said his finger came up like that. He said, he said yes, but I said he would. And he was gone. He said, and when he said that, Brother Hagin said, I got it. He said, I had, I had yielded to unbelief. I, I was going by what I saw and what I felt. And I told the man, see if. See if you can straighten up. Unbelief is subtle. I said, it's subtle. This whole world we live in is full of it. And man, all you got to do is wake up in the morning and yield to what you think and feel and you'll be yielding to some unbelief. He said he saw the man. He said, he, he said you. The guy said, yeah. He said, come here, come here. <laughs> he came over. He said, he's still been over. He said, I said, come out in the name of Jesus. Now get up, stand up. He said, just like that. Boom, he popped up. How many Christians, though, are whining and crying and upset? I, try, I tried it. I, I, I sowed that seed. I made those confessions. I, I did this. I did that. You don't try the things of God. <laughs> Go to Hebrews. Don't you like that? Yes. But I said he would. <laughs> Woo. I think we have very little understanding of who our master is. Thank God for what we have, but he's amazing. He's so powerful. He's so awesome. When he tells us something, we should not wallow around. And we should never tell him, I tried it. Because he's not going to change anything he told you. He's just going to remind you of what he told you. And this time, do it. Don't play with it. Do it. We don't try tithing. We tithe. We don't try faith. We live by faith. We're not trying confessions. This is how we live. And it works. But what if it don't? You better step back. Because <laughs> stuff like that gets slapped down around me. <laughs> what if it doesn't work? You better step back. <laughs> now again just so everybody's clear we don't slap people okay look, look at your neighbor and say, no slapping people we don't slap people we're, we're slapping thoughts thoughts and feelings reasoning suggestions that contradict what God told us and we give them the big slap down 
<laughs> Hebrews 11, are you there? Hebrews 11, verse 28. Through faith, he kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he that, that destroyed the firstborn should touch them. By faith, they pass through the Red Sea as by dry land, which the Egyptians, what? A saying. What does a saying mean? Tried. Tried. They tried to do it and drowned. (laughs) That's where trying will get you. (laughs) At the bottom of the sea. (laughs) Moses wasn't trying it. Hmm? He led them. He obeyed God. He stepped out. He did it. Oh, is everybody awake? Say that like, quit trying it. Quit trying. Stop trying. This is not a trial. This is not an experiment. We're not taking this on a trial run to see if we like it or not. It won't work. It's got to be a commitment. Hmm? A commitment. That's what faith is. We're trusting. What? If God doesn't come through, we're done. But we're not done. He always comes through. He never lies. He never fails. Come on now, you get you need to get bold. I became convinced some time ago that Keith, Keith and Phyllis, what God's put under our hand, we're gonna make it. I'm going to make, Keith is going to make it. I'm going to make it all the way, all the way, all the way. I'm going to run my race. Come on, you're not helping me now. I'm going to run my race. I'm going to finish my course. I'm going to hit the finish line. I'm going to hear, well done, well done. And it's not because I'm smarter than somebody else or no more word necessarily. It's because I have confidence in God's love for me. He loves Keith. Did talk like John. I'm the, I'm the disciple. He loves. See, I, you, I, I can't believe that for you. You can't believe that for me. You can only believe that for yourself. That's what First John said. We have believed the love that he has for us. Why? It's not that I believe that I'm going to do everything perfectly. I believe if I fall down, he will pick me up. If I fall down five times, he will pick me up. Five times. If I'm not getting it, he will turn up the volume. If I'm still not getting it, he will send people by me. He will send Brother Bill to me and say, hey, Keith, you better listen to this. He'll send Brother Kenneth and say, hey, you you better step up. And whatever it takes, come on, are you with me? Whatever it takes, he sustains me and his grace is enough and more than enough and if I if I believe that I relax I said if I believe that I relax and no weapon formed against me can prosper and, and if I if I please the Lord he makes even my enemies yes, sir. to be make some make some make some to be at peace with me We've seen it. Re- we've seen it recently. Man, if I had time, Ooh, we had a transaction. I can't even get into it. It'll go, it'll go too long. God did a miracle for us. Hallelujah. Hallelujah! It doesn't matter what the enemy may try to do, what people may try to do. God is bigger. I said He's bigger. And if you believe that, 
you rest. I said, if you believe it, you rest. No matter who lives, who dies, who receives, who doesn't. Come on, are you listening? No matter what happens, you rest. You stay in rest. People get so worked up about dying. Dying's no big deal. 55 million people will do it this year. Over the world. 55 million. It's no big deal. And so much of the stuff that happens on the earth. So trivial in God's eyes. So much of it's not going to matter. Doing his things matters. Glory to God. And the fruit remains. Let me read some scriptures to you. Psalm 131. Don't don't try to go through all these. But I just want to read some to you. And just kind of rapid fire. Luke 21.19. In your In your patience, possess ye your souls. Hebrews 6.19, we have this hope as an anchor of the soul. Friend, your soul can be all over the place and you begin to believe and hope this confident expectation. It will anchor your soul like a big old heavy anchor does a boat. And your instability will stop. (laughs) <laughs> he said, the psalmist said, Psalm 131 too, I have stilled and quieted my soul like a weaned child with his mother. Like a weaned child is my soul within me. When your soul is trying to act like a child, like an upset, colicky baby. <laughs> Give it something to suck on. Give it a binky. And the binky is the hope. Hallelujah. The the confident expectation. Say, calm down, soul. Suck on this. (laughs) What? What? What's your pacifier? What's your peace? God's never failed me. He's never failed anybody. He's not going to start with me. I'm coming out of this. Amen. I'm, all my bills, all my bills will be paid. You see, it'll all work out. I'll be fine physically. Is that right? My ministry will be fine. Our church will be fine. It's all going to be fine. It's all going to be better than fine. It's all going to be good. We're going over big for Jesus. We're going over big. Yeah, but what if you don't? Yeah, you, you're getting that. You're getting that. Glory to God. Isaiah 30, 15. Thus says the Lord, the Holy One, in returning and rest, you'll be saved. In quietness and in confidence will be your strength. Hallelujah. Isaiah 32, 17. The work of righteousness shall be peace. The effect of righteousness, quietness. And assurance forever. And my people will dwell in peaceable habitation. And in sure dwellings. And in quiet resting places. Oh somebody say I believe it. I believe it. I believe it. Brother Jesse uh, talked about the other day. About that. Amazing thing when the angel of the Lord came down and killed 185,000 of God's people. That's one of the most spectacular deliverances you ever heard about. Do you know what led to that? How that happened? The king, influenced by the prophet, he told the people when all this host came against them in 2 Chronicles 32, 7, be strong, be courageous, don't be afraid, don't be dismayed for the king of Assyria and for the multitude that's with him. There's more with us than with him. With him's the arm of flesh, but with us is the Lord our God to help us and to fight our battles. That's not the end. And... The people rested themselves 
on the words of Hezekiah the king. They heard, they saw this giant, well, there's hundreds of thousands of soldiers out there. They saw them all, and when the king came with this word from the Lord, and they heard it, every, people were scared, they were shaking. But what happened? It just went like a flood out over the people, just a giant, and they rested themselves on those words, and that's when God sent his angel out and wiped that hole. They didn't even have to pick up a sword and go anywhere. Friend, the highest level of faith is complete rest. Total trust. Hallelujah. And complete rest. No fussing, no fuming, no worrying, no wondering. Just resting. In closing... Let me read these words. You, you know these words. You have these words marked in your Bible. But I want to I read them again. I want to emphasize. Jesus said, Matthew 7, 7. Ask and it shall be given you. Somebody say, shall be. Today in our vernacular, we'd say, it will. Somebody say, it will. He said, seek and you shall Find. We'd say, you will find. Knock, and it shall be open, will be open to you. Hallelujah. Matthew 18, Jesus said, whatever you bind on earth shall be bound in heaven. Whatever you loose on earth shall be loosed in heaven. If the two of you will agree as touching anything they ask, it shall be done for them of my father like we say something what part of that don't you understand it shall be somebody say it will be it will be yeah but what if it didn't it will be better step back talking like that <laughs> John 14, Jesus said, whatever you ask in my name, that will I do, that the Father may be glorified. If you ask anything in my name, I will do it. Hallelujah. John 16, 23, whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. Anybody know Mark eleven twenty three? Yes, huh? Yes, Whoever will say to this mountain, be thou removed, be cast into the sea, don't doubt in his heart, but believe that what he says comes to pass, he shall have whatever he said. Yeah, but what if it don't work? Therefore I say to you, what things serve you desire? When you pray, believe that you receive them. And sometimes it could be, it might, you just never know. Slap all that down. Believe you receive them and you shall have them. Faith would never say. It didn't work. If it was right when you said it, I don't care if it was 20 years ago. If, if it was God when you said it then, he hadn't changed. He's not going to change. Oh, friend, we've got to understand his faith. He'll say something, and it'll look like it goes further from it than it ever was, and like it never could happen for 10,000 years. He's not upset about it. He's confident. Even when his enemies rail against him, he laughs at them. About what? You think it's not coming to pass? <laughs> you think this ain't happening? <laughs> Joke's on you, bud. That's, that's what kind of faith he has. What kind of patience he has. Doesn't Unmoved. 
That's our Father. I said, that's our Father. And it's His faith that's in us. And it works exactly the same way. And you don't want to be too quick to pray a thing. You don't want to be too quick to say a thing. You want to, before you say it, before you pray it, you want to check it and make sure it's Him. And then you want to check it again and make sure it's Him. And get in the Word and pray, make sure it's Him. And then you want to check again and make sure it's Him. You cannot be too sure on this. Because once you do it, you're never changing. If it was Him, you never have to change. Can you say amen? amen? It shall come to pass. It will happen. You will receive. That puts me in a state of rest. No more tension headaches. No more ulcers. No more swelling. No more missed sleep. Come on, stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Healing is in the house right now. If you cast your cares over on him, healings will come right now. Hallelujah. Just close your eyes. Close your eyes. Say it out loud in the name of Jesus. Fear. Depression. Heaviness. Being upset. Being troubled. I resist you. Leave. Hallelujah. Sit out loud, I receive healing. I receive comfort. Jesus told the woman, go in peace and be whole. Peace. There's healing in peace. There's wholeness in peace. Migraines, headaches are leaving right now in the name of Jesus. Headaches are leaving. Stomachs are being healed right now. There's been burning and ulceration and digestive problems. If that's you, put your hand on your stomach right now. In the name of Jesus, stomach be healed, intestines be healed, colon be healed. Linings are being restored. I see it in the Spirit. Linings inside your intestines and inside your stomach and sores. They call them ulcers, but it's a sore. It's being healed. Be healed in the name of Jesus. Be healed. Esophagus. The esophagus is being healed. Hallelujah. A lot of this was worry-related. It was fear-related. Hallelujah. And some folks have been healed, but it came back because you yielded to fear again. But this time it can stay gone. It can stay gone because you made up your mind. It may come against me, but it's not getting in me. Somebody say, I'm healed in the name of Jesus. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet. All my organs. All my glands, my blood, healed in the name of Jesus. Oh man, healing is working. Healing is working. Healing is working in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Just lift your hands and begin to praise the Lord. Brother Creflo. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Oh, let's lift our hands and begin to thank God. Father, we worship you. We give you glory. We give you praise. We give you adoration and worship. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Praise you, Lord. 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 Kidneys. Kidneys are being healed right now in the name of Jesus. 
kidneys, kidneys and liver, organs, hallelujah, are being healed right now. If that's you, you need to say, I believe I receive. I I take it right now in Jesus' name. I, I receive it. I receive it. Hallelujah. Now, as the service continues, the Bible said he sent his word and healed them and delivered them. I believe healing will continue. Continue just throughout throughout the rest of the afternoon and, and throughout the rest of the evening. Hallelujah. Somebody say it out loud. Healing power, healing power. is working in me now. Hallelujah. It's working in me right now. Praise God. Praise God. Aren't we thankful? 